0: Welcome to the Exhale with Manisa podcast. I am your host, Manisa Mullins, certified life coach, relationship coach, and keynote empowerment speaker. Happy Monday, everyone. It's a little bit rainy and gloomy where I am. I don't know where you are, but uh, wherever you are, I hope... That because you chose to listen to the podcast today, it's going to bring a little sun and positive energy in your life. Thank you all for uh, joining and listening today. I am in amazement that I am in week two of social distancing. Did you guys ever think that we would get to this in our country? It is absolutely unbelievable. Um, I've been having conversations with some family members and friends, and most people that I speak to are not liking the social distancing. They would much rather have a routine and structure, um, every single day to keep their mind occupied. Now, as for me, I'm probably a small percentage. I embrace it fully. I like being quiet and still. Um, Even in my day to day life before social distancing was something that we were asked to do, I would take time out of my day to kind of, you know, decompress and to disconnect from the world and connect to myself. And so this is this is a practice that I have developed over the years to keep me calm and centered because there's so much that can go on inside of my head, as I'm sure you all know um but i can imagine that this is a difficult time for people who are not used to practicing stillness um it could also be a very tumultuous time in relationships because of all the things that you've suppressed and you don't want to talk about now that the mind is forced to be still some of those things are beginning to resurface and so some conversations are starting and it's not good <laughs> so i hope by listening to this podcast then maybe i can provide some insight into that and to why that may be happening um the today's episode is on personal development and i know that is a a phrase that you've heard probably all of your life to the point where it no longer means anything to you um but it is something that i personally enjoy i enjoy peeling back the layers of not only myself, but other people, and really finding out how people get to be the way that they are. Yesterday, my husband and I were driving, and we saw a couple uh, in the car. Um, We we were in our car driving, and we saw a couple. We were at a stoplight, and they were crossing the street. And It was an African-American man with dreadlocks, and he was carrying a bag and then there was a Caucasian woman who had on like, you know, short shorts and some boots and they they looked homeless. But I said to my husband, I'd love to know their story because they weren't always carrying a bag and wearing dirty clothes. I would love to know how they got to that part in their life. That's what's fascinating to me about people. I guess that's why I love documentaries so much, because I enjoy learning how people get to be themselves. And so as we talk about personal development, I want to give you my definition just of years and years of working on myself, what I think personal development is. So my definition of personal development is the ability to be conscious and aware that the woman you are is not the woman you want to be. And again, if you listen to my first podcast, you know that Exhale with Manisa is specifically catered to uh, women, but men are more than welcome to uh, join our community and use these strategies because they are universal. So you could take that same definition and cater it to, you know, a man, the ability to conscious, to be conscious and aware that the man you are is not the man that you want to be. So that's the start, just being aware of it. So, one of the first things that we have to look at when we think about personal development is that we often think about superficial things like weight, uh, skin, hair, wardrobe. We have these conversations with ourselves about these areas of our life that need change. And there's nothing wrong uh, with wanting to change those areas of your life that very beneficial and can add a lot of value to yourself as a person by working on those things. But here is the challenge that I have for you. If you changed your weight, if you were to have clearer skin, if you were to have longer hair or healthier hair or shiny, shinier hair, if you were to have a better wardrobe, would that change the core? of who you are as a person. Again, I am not discrediting that these are not good things to work on as it relates to personal development, but the thing that I am asking you to do um, today is to dig below the surface, beyond those things, to work on your character. Because isn't it something that a person who just believes If only I'll lose 40 and 50 pounds, I promise you, my life is going to change. And they lose the 40 and the 50 pounds. And yes, they are somewhat happier because of their weight loss. They like the way that they look in their clothes. They like the attention that they get. They like the compliments. But the same person who would yell at their spouse when they would have arguments and blame him or blame her. For the challenges that they had, that's going to be the same person who is just 40 or 50 pounds lighter. So that's my challenge for you today is to go beyond the surface. So I don't just want to leave you hanging to find these things out on your own. So I want to have a conversation and, and start talking about how you do that. So the first thing is that you have to identify what is the number one challenge that I'm facing, that if I just worked on that one thing, it would have the greatest impact on my life. Well, why focus on one thing? Because focusing on too many things at a time can be overwhelming and you don't get anything done. So for me, as the host of Excel with Vanessa, I'm always going to be transparent. So I'll start with me. So the one thing that I had to ask myself, if I focus on this one thing, it would have the greatest impact on my growth as a woman or as a, as a person, and that was my emotional instability, meaning that for most of my life, I had strong reactions to when things would go wrong. To kind of give you a, an analogy I would make a mountain out of a molehill. And so as a child, you didn't pay much attention to that because the grown-ups just immediately equated that to that's just being a child. You know, they don't understand that because they didn't get to go to the zoo today and they're crying about it, the zoo opens tomorrow. They just kind of chalked it up as, you know, being a child, Manisa's gonna have to grow and understand this is how the way, you know, the way the world works. And now at 49, I had to take a step back and really look at how my inability to let things go when they didn't go the way that I planned. And I'm telling you, it's work that I'm still doing today, but it's been years of me being conscious about that and learning how to implement steps so that my whole entire day would not be shut down based on one event that happened at 8.30 in the morning. And some of you can relate to that, like, wow, I thought I was the only one. Um, so that was the one thing that I chose to work on and actually started that work back in 2009 to understand that that was a part of my personal development that was hindering me. So now, how, well, Manisa, what did you do? What were the steps that you actually employed to help you uh, develop in the area of emotional stability as opposed to emotional instability, the first thing was you have to call a thing a thing. If it's if you are two hundred pounds overweight or one hundred pounds overweight, you have to be willing to say, "I'm obese," and not that I'm just overweight. If you are a person who finds yourself in conflict with everyone that you come in contact with, your husband, your children, your coworkers at church, you can't just say, that's just how I am. You have to call a thing, a thing and say, I'm a person that wherever I am, drama follows. You have to be able to be honest with yourself about yourself. Does not mean in any form or fashion that you are a bad person. It simply means that in in order to grow yourself, you have to know who you are. That is the first step. You have to acknowledge that, that you want to change. The second step is in that acknowledgement use what I call kid-friendly language. Well, Manisa, what in the world is that? We as adults are the worst at beating ourselves up. Let's just, again, let's just use the, the weight as an example. I'm fat. I'm disgusting. I look horrible. Who would want to be around me? Who would want to invite me to their party? I'm a pig. That is abusive. Think about a child that you were speaking to who was overweight. Would you speak to the child in the same way? Would you look at an eight year old child who was struggling with weight issues and say, you are disgusting. You are a pig. Who would want to be around you? Who would want to invite you to their birthday parties? You wouldn't talk to a child that way. That would be cruel that part of you that is in need to that needs to grow think about that as your inner child be soft and be gentle as you speak to that person be loving so instead of looking in the mirror and saying Manisa, look at you you've gained 200 pounds you are disgusting say to yourself Manisa, i'm so proud of you for knowing that you need to do something different so that you can be healthier in your life. Isn't that what we would tell a child? It's okay, don't beat yourself up. You know what, I'm proud of you for wanting to do better. And so you know what, today we're going to start. It's a practice. It is not going to happen the first time that you say it, meaning that you're gonna feel it. You have to practice it daily. And I have found speaking it out loud For some reason, it's almost as if it encapsulates me in a positive energy bubble. I know that sounds crazy, but when you say the words and they float in the atmosphere, it's like they change the entire atmosphere simply because you spoke them out loud. So that's what works for me is using kid-friendly language. The, The third step to your personal development is you have to identify what sabotages you. So for me, because my number one challenge was my emotional instability, the thing that sabotaged me the most was not the situation that caused me to get stuck. It was my thoughts that I was thinking about the situation. So let's just say I got up that morning with me being a a keynote speaker, and I was um, to appear at an event and speak. But I had a prop that I could no longer find. Maybe it was a vision board. Maybe it was some type of uh, image or something. Maybe it was my PowerPoint. And I could not find it. So immediately, the old Manisa would go into, that's it. I'm not going to speak. I don't have the prop. Now, mind you, normally a keynote is like 45 minutes, okay? So the prop is only about maybe... 30 seconds or a minute of my entire presentation, but because I did not have that one prop prop, it would shut down my entire day. So it wasn't the prop itself because it could be replaced. It was my thinking. My presentation is ruined. It's not going to be as effective. I planned for this. How could this happen to me? Uh, The audience is not going to enjoy my speech. They're not going to get it. And so by rehearsing these negative thoughts over and over in my head again and again, of course, it would just create uh, more anxiety, more apprehension, and more negative thinking, just layers and layers until I would just talk myself right out of giving that keynote presentation. And I would beat myself up about it for the rest of the day. And I'm telling you all, this went on for years until I had an aha moment one day that Um, I was reading a book and it said that you have to think about negative thoughts like a train that's passing by. So we can't stop our thoughts from coming. They're going to come. We can't stop negative thoughts from coming. They're going to come. But what happens, what we do have control over is how long they get to stay. So when those negative thoughts would come before, when that negative thought train would pass by, man, I'd hop right on it. And I would let it just take me anywhere it wanted to take me without any type of conscious awareness that I could stop that train at any time and get off. And so what I learned to do now is when those thoughts come, I just watch it pass. I can't find my vision board for my presentation. That's okay. I can edit that part of my speech or I could use a visual image of of my vision board since I don't have the actual vision board I think I have a digital image that I could use and I could include it in my PowerPoint sounds simple doesn't it but when your brain is automatically defaulted for gloom and doom it's not simple it takes practice to learn how to think that way so that was the main thing that sabotaged me so that is where I started my work on my thoughts especially my negative thoughts I had a major paradigm shift. So instead of saying things like this is hard, I learned how to say things like I can do hard things. And instead of saying, I don't know what I'm doing, I learned how to say I'm willing to learn. And that had a major impact on my life as a person. And it had a major impact on my business as a relationship coach, life coach and keynote empowerment speaker. So the next step is forgive yourself for not being where you want to be. If all of us just thought, this is what I want to do in my life. And then we automatically got there. What would be the appreciation and the gratitude for the journey that it took to get there? So I've learned that where you are in your life is exactly where you're supposed to be. Why? Because the lessons that you need to learn You haven't learned yet. If you had learned those lessons, then you would be further along to where you want it to be. So you are exactly where you're, where you are supposed to be. So forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Go back to that kid friendly language and say, thank you that I am where I am in my life. Because today is always another opportunity to move closer to where I want to be. I've learned to ask myself, you know, not why is this happening to me? I've learned to say, I'm open to learning what this, what is this supposed to teach me about myself? When I would fall apart, that's the question I would ask. What, what is this designed to teach me? And the answer was, it's designed to teach you, Manisa, you're not in control. You are not in control, sweetheart. You can plan, you can put every word in place on your keynote, you can put every adjective, adverb, you can craft this speech, you know, the, exactly the way that you want it to be, but you are not in control of how things go on the day that you're supposed to deliver that speech. You're not in control of the audio, of the visual, of the people that are going to be there, of the positive energy in the room, the negative energy in the room. You're not in control of your mindset on that day you deliver the speech, which is different than the mindset when you wrote it, you know, two months ago. You're only in control of the moment that you're presently in. Surrender, Manisa, or suffer. And so that is what I'm asking you guys is... Identify what's sabotaging you and learn how to shift those thoughts so that you won't continue to be in the same place that you've always been. Don't get on the train. Let it pass by. And when another one's going to come by, another positive, get on that one. The next step in personal development is to start small. Again, let's use the um, reference of weight loss. loss. If you need to lose 200 pounds, Do not set an unrealistic goal and say, in three months, I'm going to lose 200 pounds. Start small. Every single step of that journey, no matter how small that step is, is significant in growing the person that you want to be. I have learned that waiting to get to the end result and feel good about yourself Is the most damaging thing that you could do because what you're saying is until I become that person that I want to be in my mind that I'm not worthy until that time. I'm not enough until that time and you're forgetting that the work that you're putting into becoming that person is the most crucial to who you are as a person. It is not the end result. It's all the steps that it takes to get you there. Jim Rohn, one of my favorite motivational speakers, tells a story about how he became a millionaire the first time. And when I heard him phrase it that way, I said the first time. And he talked about how he became a millionaire, but he didn't have a millionaire mindset. He still had a poverty mindset. So he went out and he just bought just elaborate things. And within a, within a few months, he was no longer a millionaire. And he said, the reason why I coined that, how I became a millionaire the first time is because it wasn't becoming the millionaire. That was the thing he focused on. It was all the information and the steps that he used to become a millionaire that he was then able to just repeat those steps again. To become a millionaire again. So if you lost 200 pounds before. And you've gained the weight back. Guess what? The same steps that you use to to lose the 200 pounds. Will be the same steps that you use again to lose them. And hopefully to keep it off this time. So the last step is to journal your journey. I've used journals ever since I was 12 years old. When I read the diary of Anne Frank. Um, I had no idea that that story even existed in our, uh, in our history, that a, uh, a girl could be, um, killed for her race. And when I read that book and first of all, I was just horrified at, you know, the atrocities of, um, what happened during that time when Anne Frank lived and I started a journal And I started writing my journal that was similar to the format that Anne uh, wrote. And if you read the diary of Anne Frank, if you've never read the book, first of all, it's an amazing story. I know you all you all know it by now. And I shouldn't say story because, you know, it is uh, an account of some something tragic that happened in our history. But Anne wrote from a very introspective point of view. She didn't just write the sun is shining. You know, I had. hot dogs and hamburgers today, she wrote from the, the standpoint of how she was growing and what she was noticing about her new environment, um, of being, you know, in the attic, hiding from the Nazis and how she was able to find even hope in that. And so that's how I would employ you to write your journal entries is just from the standpoint of how you're growing, how you're learning about yourself. What are the specific lessons? What have you noticed is different about yourself than when you started the journey? Um, I could do a whole podcast on that at some point. If you'd like me to just let me know. So again, in self-development remember that the most important thing is the day Today, decisions that you make in order to grow yourself to the person that you want to be. And the people around you are not going to like it because when you shine your light, it reminds them or it, it illuminates areas in their life that they still need to grow. You should not be surprised that when you start on this journey of personal development, that when your light begins to shine, that it will illuminate the people around you who are not shining their light. And they will not like it. They will not like that you are changing and becoming a different person because it causes them to think and reflect about who they are and the areas in which they can grow. But remember, you are only responsible for your journey. You are not responsible for shining someone else's light you can encourage them, you can motivate them, you can inspire them, but ultimately it is their decision to take that first step in changing the life that they want to change. Oprah said one time that, um, someone said to her, uh, you're changing, you're different. And she said, she knows that when the person said it, it was meant to be negative, but she took it as a positive. I hope I'm changing. I hope I'm not the same woman at 49 that I was at 39. I hope that the emotional instability issues that I had for 15 years are not the same emotional stability, instability issues I'm having 15 years later. You want to grow. You want to change. You want to evolve into a better version of yourself every day. That's the whole point. Do not get caught up in other people's negative projections on your journey. All that does is show you that they're not in the same headspace as you are. No judgment against them at all, but you're focused on where you want to go. You don't have time to stop and stand at the train with them and make sure that they get on the right train. They've got to figure out how to do that themselves. They've got to figure out how to navigate that on their own. I just want to thank you all for joining me today for the Exhale with Manisa podcast. I hope that this time has been beneficial If you would like more information on how to start this journey on your own and would like one-on-one coaching, please visit me at exhalenow.org where you can sign up for one-on-one sessions for relationship coaching, life coaching, or if you are interested in a keynote speaking event on this topic, again, visit me at exhalenow.org. I want everyone right now to take a deep breath and exhale. Exhale. Thank you so much for exhaling with Manisa. And remember, you can either be miserable or stronger, but the amount of time is the same. Which one will you choose? Until next time, peace and blessings.